Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. It's an old song. Uh, welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Um, very excited to be here. Um, we're coming to the end of this second season of, of Smallville, and we can only hope that it gets much, much better because it's it's there's some good stuff here. There's some good <laughs> stuff. It's a kind of a combination. It ebbs and flows, and uh, you know. The last episode we gave a rose that was visitor and it was surprisingly better than we thought or better than we thought it would end. Uh, today we have a new one, but before I do that, uh, you know, the ropes, uh, if you want to support this podcast and keep it going, because as you can see, we don't have tons of sponsors and we'd like to pay the people that work with us and, you know, keep the thing going. So that's patreon.com slash talk and uh, you can become a patron. There's a lot of perks and uh, we'd really appreciate it. If, you, if you're enjoying the show, feel free. Anything counts. Everything counts. So whatever you want to give, if you want. At Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Those are that's our handle. At Talkville Pod on Twitter. Message us. All that stuff. You know, you can find out cool stuff about merch, talkvillepodcast.com. Tons of cool smallville stuff. And also on the Inside of You podcast at the Inside of You online store. We got great merch and uh, smallville merch. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to call in to our hotline and leave a question for this episode, make sure you do it for the future ones. All that info and more is down in the show's description. Watch on YouTube, stream anywhere, uh, write a review on Apple. It truly helps the show and get, get it us up in the rankings. We deserve to be up there with other rewatch podcasts. You know, we deserve it. If you're a big Arrow fan, you thank, thank Smallville for that. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Small. If you're a big Flash or Superman and Lewis or whatever Lewis. Lo lois thanks smallville because it all started kind of looks like thanks smallville superman it's me lois your friend it's me lois remember me we i worked at the daily planet with you with that southern girl now paul in x gets square um all right good episode my buddy's on the, uh, uh on this in this episode and we're going to talk to him today anson mount is coming on as long as he shows up he has the link uh he's done a lot a lot of stuff we we did a movie together tom my favorite pool of junkies your best work pool of junkies movies. it yep. is tom likes it. don't laugh ryan he's serious it's a good movie uh you've never so, even seen it ryan yeah ryan you'd <laughs> like it uh he's known uh for star trek strange new worlds that's just a big hit uh tons of fans are loving this thing and uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. He's great. He's a big part of that, too. Uh, he's a big part of the success. The captain. Yeah. He is the captain. Yeah. And um, so, and you might know him from a show called Hell on Wheels on AMC. That was a big hit. And, uh, you know, but he was also in this he, episode. And, he's uh, also, I think, I, I know that um, I know that you guys had worked together previously. Um, you had maybe talked about being a part of him getting him over the hump to get the role but he's also your type of actor he's just a little understated but interesting you know he stays in the pocket you know he doesn't I, yeah. th I thought he just he just played his character so well he is um yeah he's really intense on this show i was really like proud of him because i knew when i was working with him well we'll get into it we're gonna get into more of that yeah. without further ado let's just get into it season two episode 19 this is precipice 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 air 22nd of april 2003 director thomas j wright don't remember Thomas, but good job. Writers Clint Carpenter, only episode written. Guest star Anson Mount as Paul Hayden, Camille Mitchell as Nancy Adams, Michael D. Amathwaite as Andy Connors, and Emmanuel 
sweet Emmanuel Vogier, Vogier as Dr. Helen Bryce. Maybe soon to be a Luther, we don't know. Clark loses control. He injures a college student who almost assaulted Lana. Wait a second. You can't start like that. So <laughs> these guys get drunk in the Talon. Lana kind of, you know, calms him down and goes over to talk to the doc who seems not to even notice it. And she notices this guy sitting there. And if you notice the paper he's reading, it says alien danger on it, which I thought was kind of funny. And then when she finishes her conversation and she looks back, the guy's gone. And we're left to not know what's up. But then she leaves, the doctor leaves. And then Lana gets Lana gets beat up by these guys. And then, you know, Clark shows up. I thought Clark was very um, composed in that moment. But we see that that builds up a little bit as the scene continues and even the next scene. Clark loses control, injures a college student who almost assaulted Lana. The Kents are sued for punitive damages, and Clark questions his powers while trying to find a way out. Meanwhile, Helen's ex-boyfriend arrives in town, and Lex takes the law into his own hands after he wait, brutally wait. beats her up. Does it? Isn't there a whole beat where Clark has a fight in the alley and the well? That's just the synopsis. His... That's just the synopsis. Oh, of all like, right. It's called the log line, if you will. Now, Sorry. I had a problem with this. Aren't these the same punks from last episode? No, no. They look the These same. Are, look them up. One look, of them is a, clearly wearing college a fraternity college sweatshirt kid. with some Greek symbols. I on bet it. you one of them. I bet you one of them came back. Well, they had some Canadianisms too. <laughs> they, but, yeah. they look the same. Those guys. I, I, are you sure they're not the same? Well, let's. I'll, I'll, I'll research that. They're not the we, same. Uh, they're not the same. That bothered me. I'm like, <laughs> well, what are these guys coming back for? Same guys. All right. This episode kicks off in the town as frat boys make the wild decision to party <laughs> in a coffee shop. <laughs> maybe maybe they just wanted to be around Lana. Lana is working the night shift and tells the frat boys they need to leave. Wait a minute, is that something in the what is that? Is that alcohol? You have to leave. They become combative, so Lana hits a panic button. Frat boy Andy sees this and decides to chuck her against a wall before he can take her to the back. Clark walks in and forces him to leave. Why on earth would these guys do this in a in the talon? But it was like, how the hell did she learn all that shit and beat this big fat guy up? Sorry. Well, that was well, the whole theme uh, of the episode. She wasn't... didn't know she had it in her. <laughs> she kicked like a professional UFC fighter. It was about predatory men. This episode, yeah, on, on both storylines. Yeah, it was ugly. ahead of its time. And uh, to answer your question, uh, no, no, not the no, same. None of the three. One of the guys, uh, a guy PJ Prinsloo, listed as punk, uh, is in two episodes of Smallville, but he doesn't come back till season ten for some reason. Maybe he's just another extra. Huh. Make make a note when we do a episode when we do our tenth yeah. season yeah, of the podcast. Have him on. After Lana is okay, uh, making sure she's okay, Clark meets up with the frat boys and warns them to leave Lana alone. They call her a biddy, which is not slang nice. for bitch and a slut. There's this funny moment in um, I believe it's Psycho Three, the movie Psycho Three, where the mother says, "I don't like her, Norman. She's a lying whore and she's a slut." I just remember that. Clark opens a can of whoop-ass before he can super speed away. He's held at gunpoint by a police officer for the second time this season. And this is a different police officer. <laughs> There's a new sheriff in town, and Clark doesn't know how much Lana has seen. What are you doing here, Mr. Kid? He doesn't know. She's very... She was Camille. like an Amy Sedaris character. Yeah, she was... What's funny is she... <laughs> at first, you know, I remember when she was cast, and uh, Camille Mitchell... And I loved her. She was awesome to work with. We had so much fun. But I remember I'm like, huh, I don't know if I'm going to buy this. This is going to be too corny. And she really grows on you. And she gets better and better yeah. as the series goes on. And, and she uh, doesn't talk like that in real life. No, but I, I really like, you know, at first I just was like, I, that's 
that's the new sheriff supposed to be intimidating and i don't know she's not intimidating, but she she's just very focused very well she was interesting i, I like interesting her, but uh but yeah i, I, I for a second i kind of thought she was like in her own comedy where like this have this clueless sheriff doesn't know there's superheroes in town that's and it's like yeah. what is all this weird stuff going on i'm gonna get to the i think that was this. part of it that's yeah. part of it that's kind of the charm it's like it was a little it was like kind of funny it was like kind of like a character comedy i swear if you ain't you're in on this investigation or you put your nose in this <laughs> hell you'll do what hell's I remember Lex goes, you'll do what up in your butt <laughs> there's a new sheriff in town and she questions clark inside the town about how he was able to throw andy 30 feet in the air he goes, why don't you ask Cyrus in the last episode? He could probably <laughs> do stuff like that, but he's in a mental ward. The sheriff then brings back Clark to the Kents and asks them why their son has been at so many crime scenes lately. <laughs> one of which was uncovering the previous corrupt sheriff. The sheriff charges him with misdemeanor battery and he plans to avoid the fine by doing community service. This is the scene where the sheriff says, those good old boy days are over. Do you think Clark would just speed into a... um? community service situation and just do it all in like three seconds <laughs> he would he'd be the fastest community service you know what ever. he should do you know what he should do if he has to show if he has to have it done by a certain hour show up 10 seconds before do it and go <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> done mr ken i uh had one of my men come in there and they said they stayed for two hours and then uh you weren't there and then you showed up and you had cleaned 10 acres of horse shit off this farm in merely minutes uh over at the smallville medical center dr helen bryce gets an unexpected bouquet of flowers and a visit from her ex paul hayden he visited her after learning that helen is with lex so did this is a so this is a fun scene and i i my wife actually uh watched it with me and, and she was impressed by it she thought it was she thought it was good acting she thought everybody looked really good and she kind of was like oh well I, she, she got it instantly what was happening and how embarrassing it is for all three of them and i know that you you know that he's your buddy, but did you guys have? Was it easy for you to have that scene because you're not supposed to be buddies? Yeah, you know the uh, characters. It's funny because I didn't know what he was going to bring, and he just brought what he brought, and I was like, "All right, that works. Let's do it." And once you trust somebody, it's so much more fun and easy. It's like you're not worrying yeah. about them because sometimes you worry about guest stars. Like you know, let's help him out. Let's. I didn't have to put any energy. This guy's an actor. He studied. He knows what the hell he's doing. Let him do his thing. Yeah um mid conversation lex stops by and tells her that he needs to bail on their lunch plans a recurring trait in their relationship lately the next day oh Chloe wait wait did we did we go past the the um lex's headshot that comes with the flowers on the desk is that later you gotta bring that back up again i didn't notice that yeah no there's... we talked about it in the last episode because it was so funny but when you get the flowers before ex-boyfriend walks in they show that headshot there's of lex headshot luther on her desk me, and i took the headshot as lex for a photo shoot and they used it so it looks like it looks, it looks so like strange. a headshot it's a headshot it's terrible why would you use that that's <laughs> lazy. Like candid maybe, picture. maybe lex that's, wants to ask that's laziness maybe he right wants there. to act maybe lex has prop dreams. department uh <laughs> art department you guys are geniuses but you dropped the ball on the headshot well they spent all that time on that tower yeah they're exhausted <laughs> next day chloe and peter giving clark a hard time for his criminal behavior joking that the orange vest will clash with his plaid shirt as they leave lana arrives and starts to question how clark was able to beat three guys by himself she then thanks him for always being there to save me beats guy beats three guys by himself yeah he beat off three guys after learning about their attack the day before, Lex decides to visit the town and sneak up on Lana. The two begin talking, and he relates his childhood bullying to his current situation, giving her advice on how she's she can reclaim her sense of control. 
You know, there's one thing that after we did the last episode, when I, during our break, somehow popped in my head. What I realized is the last episode, episode was all about how Clark does not share with Lana and how Lex does share with the doc by showing her that room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how the different people react. And I, I sort of missed that. And I, I don't know if you want to cut this from this episode or not, but it, it's I think there was a window of insight there of what happens when you share the, your secrets with people. And we'll find out more about Helen Bryce. Um, but anyway, this is and this and then we get into this episode and Lana almost kind of witnesses a remarkable act by Clark. And it's so we're still in that mode of, you know, who is he and who knows what? Yeah. Um Back at the farm, Clark is learning about a million-dollar lawsuit that Andy has filed against him. Clark is upset and starting to believe that the warning in the spaceship is coming true. Leaving work, Dr. Helen is having car problems, unable to get it to start. She phones Lex and asks him to pick her up. As she sits waiting, she's surprised by Paul, the only other person in the parking lot before he can get also, more. Also, did anyone notice when um, Lex wants to go see Lana in the Talon that he starts to make his own cappuccino? He owns it. Do whatever you want. I've never seen him do it. <laughs> why is he doing it? You know what's funny? It? I couldn't make a saying. cappuccino. If it's not a pod why. that I just push in, I, don't, I can't do anything. Before it gets more creepy, it gets more creepy. Lex rolls up and saves her. The two guys go back and forth as Lex shares his suspicions that Paul's stalking Helen, threatening him to stay away from her. I like this scene. I really liked. I, I, I liked what I was doing, just bouncing back. Like, look, you, you don't want to mess with me. I'm not going to play you know, tough guy here, but you, you just, you, you barking up the wrong tree. Buddy. It was a really great line and it was an awesome delivery. It's like, listen, you know, you talked about being a judge of character and all that, but when you go, um, you're, you're a simple guy. I hate for your life to become complicated. I'm like, that's yeah. just such a good, yeah. like, this isn't a, this is not about right now, dude. Yeah. This is about look, buddy, it all. Uh, look, whatever you got going on here. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Just move along. Hit the tracks, hit the yep. tracks. <laughs> Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not... I want, I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued. And I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Shop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be say Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries, so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, 
only the good stuff. And you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money back guarantee here. So love good shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good shop. Go to goodchop.com slash Talkville120 and use code Talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at Talkville120 at goodchop.com slash Talkville120 for $120 off. Goodshop.com slash Talkville120 code Talkville120. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash Talkville. Paul returns to his motel for the night. Inside the room, we see Paul obsessively talking about his desire to be with Helen to the point where he headbutts a mirror brutally injuring his face, thus getting him administered into the hospital and blaming Lex for the injury. Um, that surprised me. You know, me. I, when I first started watching this, I was like, okay, it's not going to just be a jealous boyfriend. Like, it can't be that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It is just about a jealous <laughs> boyfriend. There's the, I thought maybe he was going to bring something to the equation. You know, I thought there was going to be some story that you know comes out about helen kryptonite and there was not it was just jealous guy and i was like okay um obsessive i mean and the other thing is when when he goes back to his motel for some reason i said out loud in my to my phone like i remember that motel and she was like oh do you and i'm like no (laughs) i'm i remember shooting there i remember thinking like this is a cute motel obviously when we see it it's all lit by our a lighting department so it looks great and driving past it later it doesn't look so great but um it's a cute little everything's a little sort of cottage and stuff yeah and i don't know i do remember it and you it was a long night because there, you right? show up That's there later filming yeah it was something small okay or largeville <laughs> in the hospital helen confronts lex about the inquiry and why she's so standoffish lex slips the concern back on paul a guy who could go to the lengths of hurting himself to get attention this is when helen shares that paul has a history for domestic abuse um, and then you and the sheriff get to get a little more intimate. By the way, I really like the scene where, with me and the sheriff, too. Like when I go, when I, I lost my shit a little bit, I was like, no, this, you know, I just, I, it was just like, hey, it was warranted. It felt like real. Like, oh, wow. Holy shit. He's pissed off. And he's like, what are you, I go, what are you going to do? You I was waiting me? for you to take a nine iron, nine iron toward windshield, but um, <laughs> I thought that was cheesy, but this was good. The next day we see old Clark Kent, his reflective vest, picking up trash. Lex shows up to chat and Clark shares his concerns for the impending, the pending lawsuit and how Andy could literally take the farm and be Lana's safety. 
Lex tells him not to worry because Lana's crouching tiger is going to find a hidden dragon. Do you, do we know, we, do we know that when Clark super speeds, do people see him? Do, that, Remember that on, like on cameras, it's just like a blur. You just see some blur. Right. So he could just be like a tornado that goes through and picks up all that trash in like a second. Yeah. With the blind, from the blind eye, you don't know what just happened. It's so they're probably fast. like, it's, they're probably like, you know, it's whatever hours of community service. So he's like, well, if I do it in, if I do it all in 30 seconds, I still got a lot more work to do. So true. I don't know. Then we cut to a scene with Lana hitting a punching bag and complaining that she can't make the bag move the bag. I love her. I always, I always joke with her back in town. Clark sees Andy and asks him to lay off his family. Andy denies this request and tells Clark he'll see him in court as Andy hops in a car with his friends. Clark uses x-ray vision to see that Andy is actually faking his injury and drinking some brews. Chloe shows up to Clark's loft, and the two discuss Andy take, faking his injury. Chloe goes on to talk about how Lana is learning how to protect herself, and that Clark doesn't understand the fear of being a lady alone in dangerous situations. I thought that was that was good. Cut to Helen Bryce, alone in the dark lab. She notices the lights don't work. We see her come face to face with Paul. He takes this moment to snap on Helen for breaking up with him, psychotically thinking they were made for each other. And why would he do it there? right in the lab with all those people and get away with it. Well, he got himself admitted into the hospital. Yeah, I know that. So he's already in the hospital. So he could confront her at night. Oh, okay. He didn't have to break into the yeah, hospital. Right. He was already in the hospital. That That's makes sense. Helen tries to run away, but he traps her in the lab. Just then, she gets a call from Lex who tries to apologize for his recent behavior. I always remember those scenes. Whenever they wanted me on a phone call, they call me in at like, it's night shoots, so they call me in at like 2 in the morning to just do that one little thing on the phone or five in the morning, <laughs> like the end of the day, we're going to shoot Rosenbaum, just him saying three lines or two or one line. Well, a part of that is because they know they can get that another time if they don't get to it. Yeah. You know, they prioritize I mean, that's just the way expensive. it was, but I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like you have the day off, but they're like, you're going to be your crew, your call times 3am and uh full hair and makeup. <laughs> and you're just going to have one line or something, but it's always like, <laughs> then you're like, Oh my gosh. All right, fine. Here we go. Uh, what else? Helen tips him off on where she's at, Lex, that is, and Paul responds by kicking the crap out of her. Helpless on the other line, Lex races to the lab to find Helen brutally beaten in a critical and in critical condition. At the talent, Clark checks in with Lana to see if she wants him to hang around. Her newfound love for karate has not only given her the confidence to not need Clark, but to also take karate, it, but to take it upon herself to volunteer to catch Andy faking his injury so the Kents don't lose their ass in a lawsuit. While Dr. Helen is being attended to, the sheriff shows up and apologizes to Lex for suspecting him. This is that big scene with Lex and uh, the sheriff telling him not to take the law in his own hands. Lex is irate at the idea of waiting for the time it would take to find Paul and decides to handle it himself. And Clark learns about Lex's plans for vigilante justice and super speeds to Paul's motel to try and help. He uses X-ray to see Lex inside snooping around. Both guys talk inside and discover that the guy that Lex had tailing Paul has been killed. Before leaving, Lex removes the pistol from the I didn't see that coming, by the way. Yeah. I like that big guy. It's probably just a stunt guy they hired and just looks like a lurch kind of guy. He's like, Mr. Luther, I'll follow him. Yeah. You know, it's like some guy you'll see in a Russian movie that doesn't say anything. Do you remember? Sorry, do you ever, do you remember anything about trains and being in a train station i don't remember I do. it was a night shoot and it was all night it was all night from the time it was dark till the sun came up in those trains Gosh. bouncing around it was uncomfortable and uh i, I remember, I remember this I were exhausted 
I remember and they had the smoke machines and but it was cool. It turned out really cool. Yeah. Clark and Lex trace Paul to the train station, split up to try and find him. Lex corners Paul between a couple of train cars, holds him at gunpoint, and then tosses him an empty pistol to create a self-defense situation. Sneaky Lex. Before Lex can pull the trigger, Paul knocks him down and escapes into a train car. Lex makes his way through the train and gets caught off guard as Paul hits him with a cast iron. Both guys begin to fight. Paul gets the upper hand as he grabs for a nearby axe. Clark uses x-ray vision and is able to see Lex in trouble. He then uses his strength to knock the car off balance, sending Paul to the ground. This allows Lex to get on top of Paul and hold him at gunpoint. Lex says goodbye. Did did anybody notice the visual of the x-ray vision? It's two bald skeletons. How did he know who was who? Well, he didn't want anybody to kill anybody. Does he know what oh, Lex's okay. heart looks like? Yeah. <laughs> Lex, I mean, says, I'm just, Lex yeah. says goodbye. He's unable to pull the trigger as he resorts to pistol whipping Paul and knocking him out. And he really, that was a moment where Lex Luthor was like, I want to kill someone. And I haven't yet, but I want to. Has he not killed someone? I think he has killed someone. Club Zero? Oh, yeah. He's killed people. This is the second time Lex was almost killed by a crazy person with an axe this season. The other time was Lineage. Remember the woman? And she oh, went, yeah. <laughs> she just she was very Kathy Bates in that moment, dude. She's like, oh, man, what's <laughs> up, bitch? Uh, it's a good thing that Lex didn't shoot because moments later, both Clark and the sheriff enter the same train car. Instead of being glad that Lex performed his citizen's arrest, the sheriff is pissed at these meddling kids. And the next day, Andy meets up with Lon at the Talon. She tries to reason with him to drop the lawsuit, but he refuses. He once again tries to force her into the back, but this time Lana goes Charlie's Angels and kicks his ass. And that night, Lana meets up with Clark in his loft. He learns two things. Andy has dropped the lawsuit, and Lana doesn't need him any, doesn't need no man anymore. You know, I, the, the funny thing about the, the Lana scene with the guy is I know from like production experience that when you're in a location, you're in that location for the day, most likely. There might be a movie during lunch. but So they would have shot that scene of her getting beat, beating the guys drinking, getting beaten up, and then kicking the guy's butt. That would have been all one day yeah. in the same scene, yeah. just so you know. Without all the interludes, the actor has to almost place that in there, the emotional Yeah, beats, kind of have an arc. Because have they haven't shot arc. him yet. Yeah. Just just to say, Kristen, it is. Kristen, Kristen's, character carried, Kristen's character carried a lot of ground that day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not always easy. And sometimes if you're in the same location, they'll go, hey, let's get this scene from another episode. And you're like, oh, where are, the hell am I? Um, yeah. The episode ends with Lex and Helen in the Luther office. Instead of vengefully going after Paul, he understands that he needs the proper psychiatric help. Another guy in the ward. He even thanks Helen for saving him by being in his head when he was contemplating pulling the trigger. Lex then takes I the thought opp- that was a cool thing to say. Yeah. Lex then takes this opportunity to propose to Helen his second engagement this season. The first was heat, right? Well, you know, was he this season or the season before? I actually don't remember. It was the second episode of the season two. Okay. Interesting things of note. When Jonathan, the new, uh, is talking, when talking to Jonathan, new sheriff makes a Dukes of Hazzard reference by saying those good old boys days are over. And Samantha plays Paul Hayden. John doesn't even, John doesn't even twitch. I know. He just lets it go back. He shouldn't. Uh, and of course, Anson Mount, who plays Paul Hayden. Also starred with me in Pool Hall Junkies. I played Danny. This is Lex Luthor's second engagement we said revealed on screen. The first being to Desiree Atkins in Heat. That's correct. There you go. Um, you know, there were some fun things. It was shot kind of cool. There was really nice moments. Um, 
it wasn't a freak of the week, but uh, we got to see a little bit of Lex's dark side. You know, you got to see him kind of showing who he is a little bit. You saw, you saw a lot of Lex. Yeah. You weren't just in like two or three scenes to cross with Clark. You were like, this was a Lex-driven episode. I agree. Here's the hotline. 213 Jet Cute. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here's some top tier patrons. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Support the show. We need you. Here we go. Here's Michael P. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Pachoni from Texas. You guys know me by now. I love my special effects. In the episode Precipice, I was really impressed with the scene between Helen and Paul and all that broken glass in the lab. How are scenes like that pulled off and yet still safe for the actors? Thanks, guys. You know, it's stunts. I mean, it's really like, you know, uh, they'll pop in on close-ups on us actors and making a move and sometimes if the, we can get away with it without hurting one of us we'll do something but usually like those wide shots are both stunt doubles they're both wrestling around when she gets tossed on the table knocked down to the floor that's stu- that's a stunt double they make a wig they get and, the, and the and the glass that they use is called candy glass which when you put it down it's like very like don't touch it until you need to and it's not sharp when it breaks so that's helpful hey y'all it's leanne your patron from sacramento so I was wondering if any of you noticed the way Kristen said the word bag in this episode. Her Canadian accent definitely came through. It sounded a little bit more like big. Thanks, big. y'all. Big. Bye. Yeah, we noticed it. We don't have to get into it because we've gotten into it. Thanks, Leanne. Yeah, we noticed it. Here's some voicemails. Here's Sherry. Sherry. Sherry from Virginia. Did Kristen do the spin kick herself, or was it a stunt double? Thank you. I think she did it herself. Yeah, she can do that stuff. She can do that stuff. Let's say her. She was in the Street Fighter movie after this. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, um, stunt guys always say, let them think it was you. That makes makes it look like we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Tell them it was you. They shouldn't think it was a stunt guy. Uh, Aaron, let's go to Aaron. We've got a few more questions before our guest. Here's Aaron. 
Hey, this is Aaron from Tifton, Georgia. So what is this, like the 64th time that Lana has been either assaulted or attempted to be killed in two years of high school? Like, I can't help but wonder, how is she not severely traumatized with PTSD and chronic depression? And um, I feel like if somebody was, was attacked that many times, that's what would happen to them. But nope, she's just normal, small-town sweet girl working at her coffee shop. Aaron, you should be on the show. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have you call in always now. Always accept Aaron's calls. Yeah, we think the same thing. I mean, people get beaten she, up. I'm I'm, I'm going to have so many head injuries by the end of the fourth season, you won't even know what to do with yourself. <laughs> I'll forget everything, I'll remember things. Uh thanks for that. Uh here we go. Uh this is Thomas the Leaf Blower. Remember old Thomas the Leaf Blower? Love oh, yeah. his name. Here we go. Thomas. Hey, this is Thomas the Leaf Blower from Niagara Falls, Canada. I have a question for you. The season two episode, uh, Precipice. Uh, that's the first episode with Camille Mitchell as the sheriff. I was just wondering, uh, she was so great in the show. I thought, uh, what, what was it like for you guys working with her? How was she behind the scenes and off camera? Yeah, yeah. I just talked about that. I loved working with her. And we talked about, like, we didn't expect her to be so tough and it, to be to work. Not because she's a woman. I mean, because it just didn't, didn't seem intimidating. And it works, though. As, as the shows go on, I was like, wow, she's really great. So it wasn't underestimating her ability as it was a physical thing that i thought wasn't uh initially you know and don't judge a book by its cover i mean she she acted the hell out of that you should be in a small town sheriff in a small town yep yeah i agree maria hey guys maria from california here the episode precipice has some really interesting parallels between clark's and Lex's stories. Both of them are moved to defend their love interest with physical aggression. Clark to the point that he gives in to intentional and even desired violence. Um, it seems to me that for Clark, it's likely the first time that he feels that desire to actually hurt someone outside of like when he was on Red K. Um, what do you guys think Clark would have done had the sheriff not shown up? Uh, quick, quick answer. I think he was done. I think those kid, those boys were done too. I think he got rid of them, and I think it was over. And then, oops, now the sheriff. I don't think he would have done more. Yeah, to be honest, I think morally too, the characters. He's a good. Clark's a good guy. He wouldn't want to kill someone, would you? Hey, Michael and Tom, huge fans. This is Eric from Jersey. Michael, you and Anson Mount have history together in um, Pool Hall Junkies. I was just wondering if you guys ah. became friends from that movie, or were you friends beforehand? Thank you. He Love sounds like show, he guys. was in Pool Hall Junkie. He does. How you doing, Eric? Yeah, we uh, we became boys after that. We became buddies. We went to Vegas together for this thing, Dustin Hoffman. Was, we were playing cards with Dustin Hoffman poker and uh, had a blast. And then when he came on Smallville, it was great. And we, we keep in touch here and there. I did his podcast. He did mine. I'll have to have him come back. But uh, great guy and loved working on that movie. Really loved What's his podcast about? You, you can ask him. I don't know if he's still doing oh, it. I will. All right, international folks, Lewis or Louis, when filming in the train cab, was that a normal train uh, or was it customized to make it easier? No, it was a real train. They weren't going to. Yeah, that was real. We were there at the train tracks, train station a long, long time. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm very uh, happy that this this man is with us. He's not only a, a great actor and I got to see that working with him. But and seeing how far he's gone and what he's been doing, Hell on Wheels, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. We did Pool Hall Junkies together. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, and Star Trek, uh, Strange New Worlds is just like people, fans love this. This show was like a hit. And um, so there you have it. I don't need to say much more. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you came on. I know you're, you got I just met your baby this morning via <laughs> yeah. uh, FaceTime and we, we played for a few minutes and I introduced the new puppy and. Uh, it was nice. Good to see you, buddy. You too. You too.
Yeah. How's Thanks. everything going, man? Good. Good. Um, we just uh, got back from, we had a uh, family vacation in Aruba and uh, came back and the weather had completely changed for the better. And now I'm uh, just doing stuff around the house, which is, you know, as we get older, uh, the more mundane things are the things we get most excited about. Right. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, I was just cutting the the wood for next winter, uh, working in my pottery shop and doing really just boring things. They're and not boring. I, they're passions. They make you happy. Well, I just, wouldn't you lose, you lose, other. you lose interest going to the nightclubs, you know, oh, it's just, man. it's just, oh, can years. you think back to all the energy and money <laughs> and time we spent on nightclubs <laughs> playing really bad music remix? Oh. Um, what were some of the Rosie? What were some of those places back in the day uh, um, in LA? Hyde I, I, is Hyde still around? Um, uh, remember uh, there was Crazy Mantra. Girls. Where Crazy Mantra Girls for a while. I mean they they open and shut so fast, right? Um, yes, Dublin's Dublin's. Dub- you remember Dublin's? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I you know I, it's like you look back and you're like that was a time, and you're like Sky Bar. But, but yeah, uh, the Mondrian, the Skybar on Sunset, it still exists. I haven't been <laughs> to one of these places. To get me out of the house, as you know, Tom, is is not easy. But like, it kind of makes me sad in a way that like I used to have this energy, Anson, to go out like freaking till three, four in the morning. And like now it's like I want to be in bed at 10. I know. I was just thinking about that, how much our metabolisms have probably changed. And they changed so slowly, we probably haven't noticed it. So I was wondering, this just this morning, I was wondering, I was like, wow, if I was suddenly thrust into like a 26-year-old body, would things smell better? Like, would <laughs> colors be brighter? <laughs> I think am so. I, am, I, am I close to being dead, basically? No, 26-year-olds don't care about how things smell. <laughs> they like, you know well, what I mean? certain things. Well, the only thing things. worse, the only thing worse than being a 26 year old <laughs> is being a 26 year old nowadays. I'd still rather be that one guy before all the social media shit. Anyway, but listen, Anson, do you remember? Look, I know we worked on Pool Hall Junkies and we hit it off and we went to Vegas and hung out with Dustin Hoffman and played poker and, you know, we're living the life and all that stuff as young punks. Yeah. But do you remember Smallville? Do you remember the episode? I re- you got to remember the trains, us working the night into the night. Yeah. yeah. It's acceptable yeah. to say no because I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> I, I remember Just you, saying. Tom, because you were ready to get in there and get it done and go home. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Tom, yeah. <laughs> We're like, okay, why are we hold up? Why are we hold up? Why, why can't we be shooting this right now? And I was like, well, we just ran into a major technical issue. And you're like, oh, you know what's funny, Anson? Is, yeah, because Tom, right. think about that. He's working every day, 14 hours a day. And now he hears oh, night I don't blame him at all. But not only that, but <laughs> yeah. it's a night shoot. And he just has to come in at the very end, shake the train and leave. I mean, pretty much. In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he's waiting. At. He's at five in the morning trying to shoot this or whatever it was. Uh do you remember, were you at all uh, intimidated because it was this new show, it was a hit show, and you're playing this part, and it's a big role for a guest star, and you had to play this intense character, which you really, it really came Nailed. off great. Um, was there, do you remember being nervous at all, or excited, or what? You know, I, I don't, I don't get too nervous unless it's theater, right? Right. Um, for me, and if it, like film and TV is more like uh, it's going into the lab, right? And I don't feel too 
too much pressure, which some people are the, are the opposite. But for me, I actually remember I learned something on that episode um, because it, it, you know, the, the way that these things tend to be written, whether it's genre, you call it genre or superhero or whatever, there are scenes that, that, that the stakes can be very heightened. And that character, especially, there's a there's a point at which he goes a little crazy and uh, you can't play crazy by playing crazy. It just doesn't because crazy people don't think that they're crazy. Yes. They think that they're pursuing a goal. So I just worked on that. I sort of took the pressure off myself to work on what is the, what, how does he make sense of this? What is, cause he's the protagonist of this story. And, and it, and it, and I remember being pretty, pretty happy with how it turned out. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Yeah. My, my mom, actually, my mom called me after that episode aired and she said, Anson, I think you've become a really good actor. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was like, well, you must have, you, you thought I was shit before this, right? <laughs> well, Tom and I were talking and you're obviously theatrically trained and you do all that stuff. Um, but, you know, you're sort of, he asked me when he was on set, you know, was it kind of like, you know, you guys were boys, but he's not playing this character. So was it weird? I go, with me, when guest stars come on, I'm always like, you know, I'm sure they're going to be nervous. They might not know what they're doing. It's coming into a new environment and we already know what we're doing. And I said, with Anson, it was the opposite. He came in and from take one, I was like, well, he knows what he's doing. I don't have to even think about that. Because a lot of times you're thinking funny, about other it's people. It's funny because An Anson told me he felt the opposite. He was like, what is this? What's Michael doing? Yeah. Lex Rosenbaum's I got to help it. this kid. And you know what's <laughs> funny and nobody knows this? Guess who was up for Lex Luthor for Smallville? Anson. Really? How close I'm were you to getting it, Anson? Um, uh, pretty, pretty close. He turned it down once he realized he really had to shave his head. No, how close? Like, I know Zach Levi was up for it, but he says he bombed the test. You tested for it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And what happened? <laughs> Tell me. People want to know. What are you trying to get him he's to trying, say? He's this trying is... to hide something. I could say I know him. Michael, do you remember it? Don't you remember this, man? No. Oh man. Uh okay. Oh, this is gonna be you, good. Remember when back when you got the role when when you got when you got the role, you were telling me and you you were you said, Hey, so I'm doing this Superman thing. I'm playing like Luther. We were on the phone or something. I said, Oh my god, they offered that to me. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember and immediately, now. And immediately I went, Oh my god, I am so so it just came out. I wasn't thinking. I was like, this is the stupidest, most insensitive thing oh. I have ever said. I don't think and it's I don't think it's okay, man. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then and then who was it? Who was it that we did pull hall junkies with? Yeah, Phil Glass. You know, Phil, Phil. It was Phil. So uh Phil calls me up out of the blue when I'm shooting 
uh, I was shooting Crossroads. And he's like, what are you doing these days? I'm doing this movie with Britney Spears. And he goes, oh yeah, they offered that to me. <laughs> and I immediately knew that you'd put him up to that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you. And that then I called amazing. you immediately after that. And I was like, you son of a gun. That's that awesome. was good. That was really, really good. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I always tell the story, but I was like, you know, I was so scared because I had that audition. I told the story many times. I'm not going to tell it. But when I when I finally came back in, I, I had the best audition of my life. And I told them, I'm, and they wanted me to test and all that. I go, no, rewind the tape. And they ended up giving me the role. It was a crazy thing to do. I don't recommend it. But I was like, I didn't know that they had made an offer. Like, the, I mean... <laughs> No, I knew now. I just didn't remember the story, but I remember now you telling me that. But why didn't you take it? Let me ask you that. Um, I honestly can't recall. Uh, I remember that my representatives really didn't want me to shave my head, but that kind of didn't bother me. Um, I, I, I honestly cannot remember why why it didn't it didn't go that way but by the way i mean you know we can look the reason we can look back and laugh on this now is because it's gone both ways you've gotten roles that i coveted and and that's and that's how it happens like invariably like you know uh my my one of my best friends from graduate school uh he you talking about sorority girls (laughs) sorority boys yeah you were supposed to get that i'm glad you get that i love that movie but go ahead but you know you know you 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 end up everything things look Especially in your twenties, you know, which I would not go back to for the, all the teen shot. Um, things things can look so topsy turvy and 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 uh, lopsided um, in the moment, and then when you get sort of several decades into the business, you realize it all kind of evens out um, because everybody ends up gravitating towards where they communicate the best and where they fill the slot the best, and you know. Huh. But you, you, I looking back on it, I do remember thinking to myself, I should have taken that job because my corruption is very rich. Right <laughs> By the way, CW, not very rich. People think oh, okay. I am just worth so much money. And I'm like, uh, this isn't network. We're not friends. We're not, trust me. It wasn't even close. By the way, I just, I just text, not because I think you're a liar, but I text Al, the creator, and I said, hey, did he really get an <laughs> offer for Lex? I want to call him out on his shit. <laughs> Um, that is awesome. So you remember coming in and you really enjoyed your time playing this character. You like what you did. I, I really thought you were great. Your subtleties, the intensity, yeah. the very, uh, uh, Cole trickle. Was that his name? Uh, and raging bull. No, Cole trickle. What was his name in, in raging That's, bull? No, that, a taxi driver, Travis Bickle, Travis Bickle. Sorry. Oh, Cole trickle was cool. days of thunder or something. Anyway, when you're in front of the mirror and then you smash your face, cold pickle, how did they yeah. do that? I guess they just like you just pretended to hit your head, and it. it how they do that? Do you even remember? Uh, wait, what was it? The you smashed your face in the mirror to bloody your face, so you oh, go to the hospital. You know what they did is they they um they made um a little sort of prosthetic like half egg oh. that they filled with blood and put on. I think they glued it onto my forehead, and then I had to to smash it and, and because it went so quickly you kind of didn't see the prosthetic Did i mean it sounds dangerous it but, does sound you know. dangerous what if you missed and you hit your nose yeah i would have had that problem my nose is bigger than yours michael nosenbaum <laughs> michael nosenbaum <laughs> um but look dude it's awesome talking to you and like i know i knew you wouldn't remember a lot but it was a fun character it's amazing sometimes these guest stars like we had amy adams and then she's 
nominated for an Oscar. And there's oh, certain wow. performances along the way that you go, oh, what did that guy? Did that guy do anything? And I have Ryan look it up. And it's not, it's good that like this guy, you, you're doing all this stuff. I mean, you know, you go to these cons, you sign autographs. Do you like doing the cons? I do, actually. Uh, I, you know, there are the worst things than having a line of people come up to want to pat you on the back, you know. Um <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing you at a convention and and kind of remember remembering you from everything else I've seen you in uh, except Smallville. Oh, I just wow. I didn't remember it because we didn't really work together. There's probably that one late night thing. You look very familiar to me. But when we watched this episode to get ready for this podcast, I was like, oh my god, it, it, <laughs> it, I was that ignorant. But I enjoyed it, and my wife even saw it. There's a scene between you, Lex, and the Doctor that's very sort of like. Um, just high stakes and yeah. past lives and new lives and all this. And she was like, this is really good. And so yeah. that's, I wasn't in the scene. She's never said about my scenes, oh. but yeah. Oh, that's so nice. That's <laughs> nice. You've got a great face, Anson, on screen. I mean, you're okay in person, but when you're on screen, <laughs> your face just pops. It's like, whoa, that's an actor. Look at that. That's like, whoa, that's, this guy was destined to be an actor. Um, <laughs> how, let me ask you this. Um, how hard is it to be a lead role on a series? Because you're obviously the lead on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. How difficult is it as a lead? Because I know Tom was constantly exhausted. The hours are epic. I mean, if, if you even want to talk about that. Yeah, I, I mean, there are several levels to it. There's certainly, there's the hours. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky on Star Trek because it's, it's, it tends to be more of an ensemble energy anyways. Um, um but the the hours are still intense. But also, there's the there's the leadership angle and um, having to to you know you lead by example and you you can't slack um, because it sets the tone for the entire day, not just for the rest of the cast but for the crew as well. And you learn things about yourself and you learn um, just the difference in energy between um, you know nobody prepares you for the fact that that uh, people are suddenly going to give you this status and you start to realize there's a difference between when you come to work and you say hello to everyone in the morning and when you don't. Oh yeah. You know, and you're not, you know, I, I grew up the kids stuffed in the trash cans in school. Like I, I didn't, I was never prepared for the fact that people would actually care about. Them. Right. And, uh, so it's a, it's a continual learning process. Um, I would also so say that from my experience, one thing that when I've been on other shows since, and I come in as a character, you know, I'm not there all the time. I'm, a, I'm almost, it's, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air because I get to come in and do my thing and I get to walk away. It's not that weight on your shoulders that even though I leave, you have to stay here and you, day after day and hour after hour. It's a whole different muscle of, of just of working at the same time. It's, it's all on your shoulders. If yeah. you're in a bad mood, everybody's in a bad yeah. mood. It's yep. a lot of responsibility that's even off camera. So, I mean, it's, I, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. And you have to, you have to learn to pace yourself. So you can't just you can't just chug coffee for the first five hours if you know that that's going to eventually drain you. Yeah, you know, because you could go overtime and overtime from us can mean up to eighteen hours. You know. Yeah, you know, I I remember doing a series and it just lasted two seasons, but I remember that you know you do greet everybody. You do like, hey, this is the day. I'm the lead guy. I want everybody to have fun. And that's another energy on its own. You know how I could get, and I want to be like, Hey, joking around. And I'm like, all right, dude, you got to pace yourself. Just, you could just say hi yep. guys. How are you? And because I want everybody to be happy. And it's like, you better, you know, cause six hours. <laughs> There's in. this, somebody told me once he said, 
stop saying good morning or stop saying how are you. That's what he said. He said, stop saying how are you to everybody. Say good morning. It's a lot simpler. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, yeah, check that out. Because like, you know, because it's all just passing. But yeah, anyway. Well, dude, this yeah, has been awesome. I, uh, yeah, man. I, I really, I, I'm glad you came out. I know you're busy with the family. You got a new kid. And it's like, uh, congratulations. Congrats. I, I loved having you on here. And it was a joy to watch us on screen together and go, oh, yeah, there we are. There we are. I know, right? Yeah, we got to go back and we got to go back and watch Pool Hall Junkies together sometime. You know, I still have people coming up to me at conventions with those DVDs. Me too. And people Tom, like it's one of his favorite movies. Tom loves it. It's one of my. I love. I could watch that movie over and over. I just love it. I love Walking. I love you guys. I love watch. I love the fact that he directed it and he stars in it. The writer, I forget his name right Mars now. Mars Kellen. I just, yeah. I just Mars. love. I'd love that he pulled that off. It and I'd love. You know, this is a lot of money to you. I'll make more money. Like that whole part. Like I just, I'll it's make a great more cast. Money. It's great. It's fun. Like, money, money. You can make more money. Yeah. yeah this thing about I just lions. love drugs. On the geographic yeah. channel. <laughs> and these lions, they lie there. And the lioness and the cubs, <laughs> they nod at him and they, you know, tease him. And always just sits there. And one day he gets up and he tears through the jungle. Kills everything in his path. There you go. Because sometimes you have to look at yourself and know you're a lion. Or something. I don't remember, but that was yeah, I liked that on one take. Yeah. And I remember Anson and I always like trying to be there and watch him when he was there. You'd always show up on oh, set. You were sure. always there. Yeah. Well, you remember the first his first day on set, I went to visit I went to visit because I wasn't working that day and I, I showed up. You remember I was watching them work off camera and that my cell phone went off? Oh yes, I remember it exactly. <laughs> You're like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I okay. I just been, I've been out shopping or something, and I stopped by the set, and I wasn't thinking, and it went off in the middle of a Walken's take, and oh man. And he said, "Look, you fuck." No, no, no. <laughs> I come back in, and I, and I, and I, I just, I decided to bite the bullet, so I walked straight up to him, and uh, and I apologized. I said, "I'm, so I'm the, <laughs> I'm the guy. The I'm the jerk with the cell phone." And the whole room stopped. Like the electrician stopped hanging. The grip stopped moving. Because <laughs> everyone wanted to see what Walkman was going to say to me. And he just looked at me and he said, you remember this? He said, why do these cell phones have to have all these songs? Why can't they just read them? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that. Do you remember this? Lastly, before I'll let you go, <laughs> is when I said, I... I I had a conversation with him. I go, what do you want me to call you, Mr. Walken or Chris? And he goes, call me Flash. And I was with you, and I go, watch this. And I go, hey, Flash, Flash. And he just, like, looked at me like, Get the fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he set you up. I felt like such a douche rocket. <laughs> Anson, I love you. Like, take take yeah. care of yourself, buddy. You too, man. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. By the way, for the record, and maybe Anson doesn't remember exactly, or his agent said, you're going to get the offer and this and that. I said, talking with Anson Mount on the podcast for Talk, well, did he really get an offer for Lex? Want to call him out on his shit. Al says, uh, no, I think, and I could be mistaken. 
are misremembering this. He auditioned the same day that you did. Your second audition, I think he was in Vancouver. Nutter and Miles were up. Oh, because there's a story to that. Nutter and Miles were up there scouting and watched him. Mike Tolan and I saw you in L.A. We knew you were the guy. Nutter called before he saw your tape and said, we have Lex. And then Miles called me after that call and said, we don't have Lex. (laughs) (laughs) Then I said, well, the good news is we do have Lex and it's Michael Rosenbaum. We got the video, uh, gave him the video, and then showed it to Peter Roth, who approved you on the spot. Then Jordan Levin and Suzanne Daniels, who already loved you, said yes immediately. Anson, sorry you remembered wrong, <laughs> incorrectly, but that's straight from the creator's mouth. Um, so he was he was offered the audition, is what you're saying? No, I think what happened probably is he was great. And they're like, you know, we're not sure or whatever. And, you know, he, you know, he probably, they thought they had, or maybe his first read, they thought, hey, we have him. Um, but let's keep looking. We're not sure. I, I don't know, but they knew that it was That's me. Great. Anyway, I love you, Anson, and your career is awesome. So, uh, okay, look, Rosenbaum ratings. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I didn't think it was a bad episode. I, th- I thought it was, uh, it was, you know, it was weird. It kind of reminded me like you were sort of in your own little 90s thriller movie with the like a fatal attraction style that kind of ended in like a lethal weapon buddy cop scene with the trains. Right. It was weird. Like it was like it felt like it was paying homage to that for some reason. Um, but that's that's what made it interesting. Like the the bad guy wasn't uh, wasn't like a supervillain. It was just um, bad dudes. And it was about, uh, yeah, what women standing up for themselves and um, and what you were willing to do for the woman that you loved. What do you give it? I will give it a one point five. So rose and a half. Rose and a half. So you liked it a little better than the last episode, Visitor. I, I did. I definitely did. I knew so, that. I knew that watching it, even see, though it was two o'clock in the morning. But yeah. And by the way, my friends have a problem. They don't even listen to this podcast, and they're like, "I have a problem with the Rosenbaum. Well, you have half roses in this. It's exactly that reason. Because <laughs> if we like something, we're like, you know, it's a rose. That's a rose. I liked it. And if you're like, eh, it's okay, half or then you know what I mean? I like the halves because you liked it a little better than visitor. So a rose and half is like, you liked it. You liked it. Tom? Two. I thought performances were great. I thought it was fun. I, I agree that it did sort of match that thriller aspect that we'd always get. And I kept thinking that Anson's character was going to have some kryptonite. If I touch you, I can convince you. And that didn't happen. It didn't rely on any of that. It was just so what I, it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'll give it a rose and half with Ryan. Not quite two. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Death and save count. One dead. Paul Hayden kills Lex's henchman. Two saved. Clark saves Lana and Andy. Lex saves Helen, who is left for dead. Wait, Clark also saves Lex in the train. He hits the train so Lex doesn't get hit with the... Oh, yeah? With the axe. That, you missed that, Bryce. You <laughs> missed it. <laughs> My F-bomb, if you will. Uh, Lex saves Helen, who was left for dre- dead. No, she was... I guess I guess if he wouldn't have came to her, you know, the lab, she might have. I don't know. Nights in episode season two, twenty six dead, thirty one saved. That series, was more of a help. That was more of a help. Yeah, I don't give that a save. <laughs> series fifty six dead, sixty six saved. Ryan's favorite scene. Ryan's favorite scene. All right, yeah, this was tough. Uh, the, the scenes were good. So, uh, scene one, uh, Lex threatens the guy in the parking lot. Scene two, the train scene, and scene three. Uh, Lana's roundhouse kick. You brought that up twice. 
Oh, I was going to say train so quickly, but you did mention Lana kicking, but I think your questions were answered. I'm going to say train. And you, it's either, what was the second one? It was train and uh, like Lana's threatening the kick. guy in the parking lot and Lana's kick. I'm going to go train. I think Lex's scene in the parking lot is a better scene, but I think you're going to say train. Uh, I'm going to say Lana because that's what I picked. Oh, Lana's both roundhouse round. kick. I think it's because it was three o'clock in the morning, but that was like, and I needed like a jolt, but like, that's why these scenes were good. But that was the one that I picked. Lana's roundhouse kick is your favorite scene why of not? that intense show. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to give your response, <laughs> your pick as three bombs. <laughs> Can I do that? Sure. Yeah, it was a bad pick. It was a bad choice. That's fair. That's it for the episode. A lot of fun, boys. Always stick around next week as we investigate season two, episode 20, Witness. We are really nearing the end. Stick with us. Go to patreon.com slash Talkville. Support the podcast. We need you. And uh, talkvillepodcast.com for Talkville merch. And uh, inside of you, online store for Smallville merch as well. There's some good Smallville stuff, Lex statues, only six left, and uh, some cool inside of you stuff there too. Uh, let's see the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. Show the support we talked about by joining Patreon. And if you want more information, uh, the, like merch from the show and all that stuff, our hotline number, you can find it all in the description. It's all there. Um, it's been a fun ride, man. I can't believe I have watched this many episodes of Smallville. I can't believe we only have four more left. That's crazy. Pretty crazy. Crazy, man. It's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, man. I'm having another lozenge. All right, guys. Remember always, we love you. Thank you. Remember always hold on. To Smallville. To Smallville. Smallville. Remember, guys, always hold on to Smallville. We can't forget our lovable patrons. Thank you so much. We're going to mix it up a little today. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Mickey G, Leanne P, Raj C, Janine R, Santiago, M, Leah S, Little Lisa, Thomas, the Leaf Blower, Sophie, Betsy D, Abby P, Ray H, Karen Apple M, Danielle B. Is it my turn? Yep. Ninety ninety more. Ninety nine more. Lilani and Brett G always hold on to Smallville. Stefan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Tom and Dolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, and Lana rhymes with a banana W. Nancy D, Brian G, Torble. Sarah W, Amanda R, Teddy one two seven, Michael P, Ryan R, Jordan M, Tom take over. Hillary B, Randy, <laughs> Hillary B, Randy B, Craig G, Christy R, Karen P, Derek G, Jor L, Judas, Heather and Greg, Nico P, I made Talkville Save Buds, Brian H, Eric K, Clark's mom, Kristen B, Kevin E, Craig C, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Darth, Achilles, Finky, Mickey, Taylor's version, Stephen F, damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid. General Zod, the Daily Planet goes till 11, Big D. Uh, Doug R, Car- Carlos C, Tommy Z Boston 68, Ken K, Isabel Coriel, Ivy and Sam, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Lumberjack, Claire 
M and D Brown. Joshua D, Joshua W, I mean. Alice B, Khan, please rewind. Karen Era M, Eldon Supremo. Leslie V, Tatiana S, Robert G, Julie Jules. Hang on a second, switching pages. Mick Burtz, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Katie B, Michelle M, Drew, Brittany S, Marisol P, Veronica Q, Sebastian F, Cheryl H, Nick M, Matthew and Lincoln, David G, Coral, Carol B, and the Chief, Alex A, Mary and Louise L, CGO. P's debts, ye yebian, ye yeblon. P's debts, ye yeblon. Son S. Kelly Bell. We love you guys. Thanks so much. And uh, thank you. That Good night. Now. We won't do it again. We'll see you later. <laughs>